Okay, we're going to continue on the topic we spoke about in the past more than once. And I'm continuing on this topic besides the fact it's just important, but some of the students were just uh, bugging me up. We've got to continue this. So why should I argue? So we'll continue. Now, the topic we've been discussing is learning, how to learn. And today we're going to explore some techniques in learning in, in, a, in a better way, in a more successful way. Now, last time we discussed that uh, there's a big misconception about what learning means. Many people equate learning to struggling to understand the material. You open a Gemara and you try to figure it out. You work, you work, you work again, that. Finally, you say to yourself, I got it. I got the sugya, I know it. And at that point, many people think, ah, okay. I did what I'm supposed to do. I was supposed to figure it out. I figured it out. I learned it. It's learned. Now let's go on to the next piece. And that's a mistake. Because the relearning starts after you learned it and understood it. After you grasp the material, that's when the real learning begins. Because relearning is not just acquiring knowledge and understanding. Relearning is analyzing it and living with it, making it part of yourself. That's relearning. But it's necessary to have techniques, how to actually do that. So we're going to discuss different techniques. And these techniques will be mainly for relearning, which again, when I say relearning, I mean after you understood the material, that's when you really start learning it. It's also going to be helpful for just trying to figure out the information. It's going to be helpful for that also. But the main thing is the relearning. So we're going to discuss several points over here. Now let's begin with the brain that Hashim gives us. Is similar in certain ways to fingers, to hands, fingers and hands. When you want to grab something, you have, Boch Hashem, Hashem gives his hands, he gives his fingers. For some things, two fingers will do the job. I don't need all the fingers. But for some bigger things that I might need more fingers or one hand and two hands, it depends what I'm picking up. The same is true when you learn. The brain has fingers. Fingers are the way the brain grasps material. Sometimes you use one finger, two fingers to understand it, and you're satisfied and you go on. But it could very well be that you didn't use all your fingers and all your hands to really grasp it. There's so much more to grasp, but instead of using all the fingers, you chose to use one finger or two fingers. Now, just like Begashmius, you grasp something, 
You could hold it tight or it could be loose. It could be shaking. In your mind, we have fingers that you could grasp a concept and it could be strong and, and, and in a strong way you grasp it or it could be shaking. It's wishy-washy back and forth. So maybe if there'll be a test, maybe we'll get a hundred, but you don't really grasp it. Okay, so let's discuss some specifics, some techniques. And uh, what I'm gonna say is not necessarily in order but I'm going to throw in different concepts, different <coughs> techniques of, of, of how to learn properly, the art of learning. Okay, one important thing in learning is outline. Outline. You're learning a sugya, you need to make an outline. An outline is how many steps are there? And this is true both in learning Gemara and Chesidus. And in Sikhs, practically anything you learn, it's important to have an outline. And the outline will go something like this. Question, if it's the Gemara, there was a question, there's an answer, there's a machlaikas. Let me go over the seven steps of the sugya. Now, it's okay for different people to make different outlines. That's okay. Not everyone has to do it the same way. But whichever way flows in your mind. You make an outline. How many steps are in the sukkah? I learned the sukkah this morning. How many steps are there? I learned part of a mima. How many steps are there? Now this is so important to make this outline. And I'm not talking about making an outline with pen and paper, which, which could, you could do that also. I'm talking about mentally to make the outline. Maybe initially for some people it'd be easier if you write it down. But that's not the main point, to write it down. The main point is, is, is when you learn to make the outline. Now, the way to make an outline is usually, usually after you learned it. That's when you have the ability to make the outline. After you learned it, you go back and you say, okay, what are the six, how many steps are there? One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, I got six steps over here. And you go over those six steps. What do you mean by step? Parts. Question and answer and argument. A proof, a disproof. So again, the, the main outline is after you learned it. But besides that, while you're learning it, an outline is also helpful. Because once you get used to making the outline, which means you learned it and you go over it and you make the outline, once you do it again and again and again, you get used to it. So then even when you initially learn it, it's going to automatically start clicking in your mind. Ah. Okay, that was one step, okay. What's the next step? Oh, an answer. It's going to start clicking. Now, an outline is important for two main reasons. Number one, it allows you to have a better understanding of the subject. Number two, it's very helpful for memory. Both for comprehension and for memory, it's important to have an outline. Another, something else to focus on, and this is, this is only after you learned it, after you learned the Sukhya, or the Maimo, not necessarily the whole thing, but part of it, is you ask yourself the following question, what was the central theme? What was the main point of what I learned? 
in the, if it's if it's in, in Gemara, in Allah, in in Chassidus, what's the main point? What's the headline? What's the main point? It's not always the same answer, by the way. Headline is one thing, main point is something else. But what's the main point? Now you might learn and go over it and say, I don't see one main point, I see three main points. That's okay. Okay, if that's what you came up, these are the three main points of the Sukhya, that's okay. Two main points, that's okay. Whatever it is, you try to answer this question, what's the main point? After you do that, where you figure it out, the main point, then you go back to the outline. In the outline, you went through, there were seven steps. And now you said, this is the main point, or two main points. Now start making an association between the, the main point and the steps. In other words, why are these six steps of the sukya? why are they important for the main point? Why do you need all this? How does it develop the main point? Maybe you could delete something. Would you be missing the main point? Why is it necessary? So when you make the outline of what you're learning, and then you ask yourself, what's the main point? Then you start going back and forth. Back and forth means, why are these points necessary for the main point? And you'll be surprised when you do that, it's a back and forth. You'll understand the main point better. Then you'll go back to the different steps, and you'll understand that better. And if you could go back and forth several times, that's learning. That's called learning. Okay, you're like, you're shifting focus. Main point, then you say, okay, what about the seven steps of the sugya? How, do, how does it meet to that? Okay, this connects, this connects. And, and, and you have to sometimes really think about it twice, how it connects, you know? And then you say, ah, now I said it connects. You go back to the main point, so don't stop. Go back to the main point and, and you'll, you'll probably understand it better. And compare it again to the to the to the, to the different steps. Now, let's discuss for a second review. Chazama review. And there's several things I want to tell you about review. And I don't remember if I mentioned this in the past or not. I might have mentioned this. Let's first talk about a general review. General. General, I mean to spend every day 20 minutes, every day 20 minutes, reviewing what you learned, not today, not yesterday, a month ago, two months ago, three months ago. Every day 20 minutes review of what? Not yesterday stuff. Three months ago, four months ago. Every day 20 minutes. What are you going to do during those 20 minutes? You could learn the Gemara, the Chassidus, the Halacha, whatever you want. But 20 minutes a day of reviewing old material. If you do that, if you spend 20 minutes a day, what you'll benefit is, the benefit will be, is that you will remember what you learned a year ago and two years ago if you consistently do it, consistently do it, do it. Now the muscle for this is like this. I don't know if you remember this, but in the olden days there was something called coins, not just credit cards, there was coins. You know, those old, old fashioned stuff. I use them for seductive. Okay, all right, yeah, okay. Okay, so uh, so some people in the olden days they would put the, the, the coins in their pockets. I have a coin pocket. 
Okay, good. Okay, we're making progress. Good. Okay. <laughs> now imagine. I hope what I'm going to say now you, you're not going to agree with. You're not going to do. Okay. Imagine you have a hole in your pocket. Not in your pocket, right? You have a hole in your pocket. So you put the coins, and it falls. It falls. Yeah. The, you, okay. You put more coins. You go to work. Whatever. You go to work, and then the coins fall because you have a hole. When you learn Lahavda, you're learning Torah. So you're putting the, the coins, the, 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 the treasures of the Torah in your mind. But if there's a hole in the pocket, you learned it, you know what happens? You forget it. <coughs> you had it in your pocket, you had the treasure, and, and it's lost. It falls down. Now think about the difference between someone that reviews 20 minutes a day. Again, old stuff, old stuff, every day 20 minutes. One second. Then what you learned, you accumulate, you remember, and when you'll come something across something, they'll say, yeah, I remember we learned that. Imagine a year goes by, two years go by. You've learned so much, you remember so much. And then you have a motivation to learn more and more. You're motivated, you want to learn more. What if you don't do that? So then you have a hole in your pocket. You have a hole in your pocket. You learned something six months ago. 80% of that is forgotten. 12 months ago, 90% is forgotten. So then what kind of motivation will you have in learning? When you know full well that six months, there's a six month lifespan for, for the memory of what I'm learning. The six months, okay? okay? In six months, at least half of it is gone. So what's your motivation to keep on learning? So I know there's a mitzvah in of learning of Of course, it's a mitzvah, but the mitzvah is also to know the Torah, to remember. And the more you remember, the more you're motivated. So let's face some facts. While you're in yeshiva, you have this tremendous opportunity and chance to learn so much Torah. There's going to be a time when you're going to leave Yeshiva. You'll be married to Mitzvah, you'll be working, you'll leave Yeshiva. Many people, when they leave Yeshiva and they work and they have a family, they continue their career in learning Torah. Not as much time as you have in Yeshiva, but you keep on learning. Nikola and Chesidus, you take it serious. There are some people that after they leave Yeshiva, they don't open up a sefer. A year goes by, two years, they didn't open up a Gemara. They didn't open up a Maimah. And sometimes the reason is, they're just not motivated. Like, why, why, like what are you going to gain? You learn and you forget. You learn and you forget. That's why it's so important to spend 20 minutes every day reviewing old material. That's so important. It helps you, besides, besides the mitzvah of learning Torah, of remembering, it's such a powerful uh, energizer and a push for you to learn more and more. No? Um, when you say 20 minutes, like, there's a lot of stuff that you learned on just a single day six months ago. So do you mean 20 minutes, like, like five minutes of that halacha, Five minutes of that. Like, how, how, do, how should we break up? Any minutes? variation. You could do 20 minutes, just halacha, just gemara, 
whatever you want, it makes no difference, but 20 minutes every day. Eventually, you'll catch up to everything. Because if you, if you do that consistently, you'll catch up to the Gemara, to everything. But any variation you want, but 20 minutes. That's the main thing. Old. Huh? Old material. Old material. That's right. I heard that Bittel Terah makes you forget Terah. So, what do you do with that? Bittel Terah. Uh, so, don't do Bittel Terah. What's Bittel Terah? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. Now another point in 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 learning and living with the learning it making part of your life. Again, I, I don't remember. I could have mentioned this in the past, and if I did, you'll forgive me. And even if you don't, it's all good to hear it again. <laughs> okay, this is what you do. You're walking down the street. You're walking in the steps. When you're in step number four downstairs, step number four, all of a sudden without warning, without warning, you say, what did I learn to today? What did I learn to today? And look at your watch. Look at your watch. What did I learn to today? This morning, this morning, what did I learn? No, five seconds past already. What, what, what did I learn? You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. It's going to take you much more time than you think to remember you learned this morning in Chesedus. Okay? When you're in the fourth step, ask yourself. Okay? And if you wait too long, you'll miss lunch. So keep on going. Okay? But you'll be surprised. Okay? Then on the way back up, you say... Okay, do it without warning again, right? Without warning. <laughs> what did I learn in Gemara today? <laughs> what did I learn in Gemara today? And you'll be surprised. It takes you, what did I learn today? You have to think, think ah, right, after 20 seconds or whatever, 10 all oh, right, now I remember, now I remember, sure, sure. What took you so long? What took you so long? My point is like this, if you consistently do this, that you unexpectedly, just out of the blue, you say, let's go. What did I learn? If you do it again and again, you'll be able to train yourself that within a split second, you'll have the end. It takes work, it takes training, but if you do it consistently, you'll see after, everyone is different, but after a couple of weeks, in a split second, you'll have the answer. And it's not just a question of how much time. It has to do with something else. It has to do with how much focus you have in your learning. How attached you're in your learning. And if you practice this, you'll see that there's going to be a significant change. Okay. I just want to... Let's leave questions a bit before later. I just want to cover more and more ground about, this, about uh, our discussion. Uh, again, what I'm going to say now, I don't remember if I said it or not, but I'm going to say it in a radical way. That way, those of you that are falling asleep will wake up. And maybe that way the message will get across. But I don't mean it the way I'm going to say it. Don't take me literally. Is this being uh, recorded? It's on my phone. Oh, someone's recording this. <laughs> then I got to watch what I say. Huh? Whose is this? I think it's Mayor's. 
<laughs> okay. Got we'll to say now. Just say, just, just okay. tell us, uh, please. There is a prohibition that goes like this. Thou shalt not learn a sicha one time. I don't know if you saw that. It's, a, it's one of the prohibitions. Okay. Let me explain what I'm saying. Is there an actual prohibition against getting What I just said is not actual. There's no such prohibition. But I want to bring out a point. If a person learns a sicha, and I'm using sicha as an example. I don't mean just a sicha, but a sicha an example. You spend time, energy, focus, learning a sicha from beginning to the end. And all you did was you learned it one time, and then it's finished. I finished the sicha. And you say to yourself, next, next. I mean, are you for real? That's called learning? You Baruch Hashem finally learned the Sicha and, and you understood the Sicha. You're not going to go over it five times. You're not going to learn a Sicha five times. What kind of learning is that? If you're learning a Sicha in the Kuti Sichas and you learn it once, twice, three, four times, five times, then you could start understanding it. The Sichas of the Rebbe are so rich. They're so rich. But the Sicha has a system. There's a beginning, and the end, and there's a middle. There's a, there's a whole thing. There's a lot of action taking place in the Sicha. A question and an answer. And so many of the thoughts of the Sichas are so revolutionary. But if you just learn it once, learn it once, you're going to be missing what the, the richness of the Sicha. You can't do such a thing. You can't do that to yourself. You learn a Sicha five times. And, you'll, and if you do that, you'll see the difference. Now, let me just balance what I just said. Number one, if you have a choice of learning a sikha once or not learning, you know what you should do. Of course you should learn it. So don't take what I said literally. Number two, it doesn't mean that every single sikha you learn, you're going to be learning five times. But it wouldn't hurt if you do that, by the way. It will not hurt if you do that. Okay? Like, don't start having a guilt trip. I only learned it one time. And then you feel bad about it. That's not my point. If you learned once, it's better than not learning it. But learn it again. Learn it a couple of times. And then go through the outline we spoke about. Okay? Close the seifa. After you did a couple of times, close it. Go over the outline. How many points are there? And in the Kuzikul, it's easy because you have olive base. You have the, the you know, olive base gimel, right? The oisius. So you go over, what was oisalev? Oh. So the chances are you remember Isaac, the chances are you forgot. That's what the chances are. That's okay. Open it up. Find Isaac. Ah, that's right. That's his base. Next is Gimel. Well, Isaac, I forgot. Keep going. Go over the Sikh in your mind. Go over the Sikh in your mind once and twice and three times. And I'm using the Sikh as an example. I'm using it as an example. But the same thing is also in, in everything. You're learning Gemara, you're learning Chassidus. And the point I'm focusing on now is go over the concepts in your mind and better with a closed safe. Close the safe and go over it. You can't always leave the safe open. Close it and go over it. And if you have to look in, that's okay. Look in to remind yourself. So uh, there was this, uh, this rabbi from, from El Tisrael who wrote a lot of Svalim. Rabinowitz, Rana Svalim, 
He came, again, I don't remember if I said this or not, but whatever, it doesn't matter. He came to Yechidus years ago, years ago, to the Rebbe. He goes out, so the Bochum had a minig, the Bochum, that when someone caught Yechidus, they would approach and, and ask, no, 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 you know, no men's. No, well, what did the Rebbe say? You know, what did the Rebbe tell you? You know, and, uh, and it was, sometimes the Yechidus went late, and really late, but Bachem always wanted to find out, not all the Bachem, there was some Bachem that were always there. And, and some of the Bachem actually wrote down a lot of what they heard. So many people wouldn't, wouldn't say, what's your business? But many would say, they would share different things that I've said, they would share. And when we have, uh, many people wrote it down. So, so this, this rabbi, this is this rabbi, rabbi Shapiro, Rabbi Shapiro's father, the one from Miami, he, he was one of the Bachem there, and, and he heard it from this rabbi. This rabbi goes out of Yechidus and he tells the Bachem, you know, the Bachem asked him what? He tells the Bachem, you know what? You guys are gazlonim. You're gonna You're thieves. That's what he says. He said, what? What are you talking about? He says, the Rebbe is a world Jewish leader and you stole him for yourself. You guys are gonna love him. I just spoke to the Rebbe. He's a world Jewish leader. He's not just Lubavitch. And you just stole him. The reason I'm saying this is like this. The sikhs of the Rebbe are treasures. They're treasures. And sometimes, you know, Lubavitcher meets someone else. Not about yet. You share a sikha. I mean, if, those, if they're serious, you could, their mind will be blown away by that. Here we're Lubavitcher in the Rebbe's yeshiva. And you could have students that are not learning the sikhs. Or they learn it once. And that's it. It's like, uh, how could we deprive ourselves of the treasures that we have? Okay, we'll stop over here.